Welcome to Embrace the Mess, where we navigate the messy, challenging, and ultimately rewarding reality of trying to break down the barriers that prohibit vulnerability and creativity between educators and students. Embrace the Mess is a Reimagine ATL podcast. Reimagine ATL exists to equip the next generation of storytellers. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back. We're back. ETM, episode 11, Deep Dive. Who are we talking to today? Brent Buzz B. Hey, who's that? He is the one. Yeah. The one. The Deep. only one. The main one. The one that made our song. Yeah. That made the that made this lyrical masterpiece that you guys will listen to in the next episode, if you haven't heard it already. Well, he didn't. You said lyrical masterpiece. Well, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't do the lyrics, but the... <laughs> The sound behind the lyrical masterpiece. Facts, facts. No doubt. He made that. And not only that, but um, everything you're hearing with us talking, Brenton's doing the music, mixing it. We'll let him introduce himself. What Brent has done for each kind of guest, like for, you know, Terp for the facts segments and whatnot, like he's had like kind of have their own theme music. Yeah. So I wonder if Brent will have some cool theme music for his own introduction. Yo, Brent, do that. Do it. What's your ultimate theme music, Brent? Yeah, when you walk into a, a room, what do you want people to hear, bro? This is what we want this from you. Brent Busby, welcome to the show. It's really great having you. You made the beat for Know Your Worth. You had the girls come into the studio and record, and we want to talk about that a little bit. But first, let's jump into, can you just tell us a little bit about um, the work you do and how you got into it? Yeah, um, I'm an audio engineer. Um, The technical term is sound designer. I don't really like that term too much. I think it's a little pretentious, but I'll just say audio engineer. So I do... um, (laughs) Uh, sound effects recording, voice recording, mixing, sound design, music composition, all that kind of stuff. And mostly I do it for television. I work for Adult Swim, and I've worked there about 15 years. And before that, I worked at a couple of private studios, kind of doing all kinds of stuff, ad uh, agency work and industrials and films and stuff like that since like the the late 90s, basically. Um, So yeah, God, I've... I guess I'm old. I've been doing it a long time. It doesn't feel that way, but like 20, 20 something years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's... But I started doing uh, music and I was going to get into music engineering. I went to school for that. And then I, I had came out of that, out of the music school and um, came to Atlanta and just gotten married and uh, was trying to get a job and just had a hard time like getting work in music engineering. I had interned at Dallas Austin Studios right when TLC was doing their album with Waterfalls and stuff, which was really cool. But I was like interning nice. for quite a while. And needed to make money and then sort of found a job doing post-production and TV, which I didn't know anything about. Um, but luckily, I got the job and found out I really liked it and kind of had an aptitude for it. And so sort of rolled on from there. And that was like 98. So, wow. uh, yeah, that's how that's how I got started. And do you play, what instruments do you play? Uh, mainly guitar. I play guitar since I was uh, 11. And I've, I've been obsessed with that. Um, kind of forever um so that's my main instrument but i've sort of learned to you know i can, I can get around on keys and stuff which is a really good instrument to know for um the uh compositional side i play drums really really badly uh, <laughs> but mainly mainly guitar that's kind of my main instrument to work from okay so brand gavin and i talk about this a lot where something we're really interested in knowing the answer to like how did this come to you this getting involved in know your worth 
Um, it's been a while, so let me try to rack my brain. I think it was from um, a guy I work with named Sean, who is friends with Gavin. And right. um, just after a little meeting we had one day, he just ran it by me and said, hey, I got this friend. They're looking to do some uh, music. He mentioned that something had fallen through. Um, I don't know if he mentioned the type of music or anything, really, so I don't think I knew a whole lot about it until I probably got contacted by you. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I remember, and then it sort of went from there, and I believe you sort of sent me a, an example of the of the track that you guys had right. and sort of told me about, you know, what you were looking to do, and um, I don't I don't like to shy away from a challenge, so I was like, yeah, no yeah let's we- do it. <laughs> So yeah, well, I sent you the the files and I sent you, I think the early mix we did with the original beat. Right. And then um, that was about it. And then like, like I think a few days later, you kind of hit us back. And what was your th- think thought process going into creating this beat from scratch? Like what insp- where did you pull inspiration from? Um, where'd that come from? Because we just loved it so much. It was so layered and it just like, we started to see the story, hear it in a in a different way, in a more narrative way. So I don't know. Everything seemed to align. So on your side, the only thing we don't know is what was your process behind creating it? You know, I mean, like tr- the the style that you sent, like trap is not really a, a style that I swim around in too much. But I'm pretty used <laughs> to like for my own work, just being asked to write something in a particular genre and have to do it really quickly. And even if it's a genre I'm not too familiar with, I can usually kind of get familiar with it and go from there and and use the iconic elements of it and put my own spin on it. And so I guess in this case, I mean, I took the reference track as inspiration first. And it's, it's, I think the track we ended up with is probably the exact same tempo. And I looked around on Spotify at a, at a bunch of uh, sort of facsimile type tracks, you know, things that sort of were in the same vein you know, tried to get a feel for it, a feel for the genre. And then I also, you know, thought about the story you guys were trying to get across and what you're trying to do. And um, I don't know, it just came together from there. And I just sort of layered things up. And I, yeah, I remember sending you that initial uh, beat and idea. And I was really glad that you guys were into it. And then we just sort of went from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Um, what did, what did you, did you play anything live or did you create it all digitally? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I played, I know there's piano on there and I played some piano, especially on the extended version. Like I just, I listened to it or I watched the video today because I haven't seen it in a while. And I realized that like the end section of all the pianos are really long. I'd forgotten about all that. So I ended up, yeah, I had to play some uh, piano and stuff. And the other stuff is probably programmed and played on keys and stuff. So I believe there were keys. There was nothing else organic like guitar or organic instruments besides a piano really. So it was probably built up from what I recall, um, just piece by piece, starting from the drums, kicks, layering, all that, and then adding some bass and and then cutting and pasting and moving things around. I mean, it's sort of a never-ending uh, creative process. You know, you guys are familiar with it. And in my case, I feel like it's 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 hard to know when you're done. So you just keep layering, layering, layering. Um, but yeah, as far as your original question, I think what was actually played was probably some key stuff, maybe some lead stuff and some pianos and everything else. I was sort of programmed and might have used one loop in there that I found somewhere, but most of it was, was pretty organic. Awesome. Yeah. And we, you know, we heard it and we were just kind of like, we talked about it earlier, me and Gavin, like Gavin was on board right away. I was like, let me sleep on it. Cause I was so married to the previous thing and I knew that wasn't going to happen, right. but, um, I had to adjust for a second and I did, you know, I slept on it and, um, I was like, Oh snap. Okay. Now like we just need to re-record the girls. Like, um, so thankfully, you know, I talked to you about that and you were like, yeah, come on in. And I think, uh, if I remember correctly, like 
it was a Saturday morning or early afternoon mm-hmm. um, where you just, you know, you came to the studio and that was really awesome of you to do. Brought the girls in. What was that like having, um, and you, I'm sure you have, you know, you have people coming in all, all the time and doing voice work and uh, making music and stuff. Um, but having uh, these three high school girls um, coming in and rapping, was that a sort of a change of pace for you? <laughs> yeah, to say the least. I mean, it was pretty fun, but it was, I mean, I've done a lot of things that are there that can be intimidating at times, but that was kind of intimidating in a way because, I mean, I didn't know you guys and you didn't know me. And for the last like 15 years, I, I haven't had people in my room too much or clients. Like I work like solitary, like all the time. I, I mean, I, I come from a background of having, when I used to do ad agency work and stuff, I'd have like seven, eight, nine people in the room just watching me mix all day and hanging out and doing stuff. And we do right. voiceover that way. But with it, in this case, it was, um, I haven't done it in a long time. And, um, and everybody was great, but like, I, I didn't know the girls, I don't have kids or anything, so I don't really interact with teenagers very much, so I didn't know how that was going to go, and it went fine, they were all great, had a great time. But yeah, it was a little intimidating, but it was, it was fun, it turned out good, and everybody was nice and collaborative, and, um, yeah, all in all, I think it went pretty smoothly. How long were we in there? It seemed like it was like three or four hours, there might have been less than that, we knocked it out pretty quick. I think we did, right? Like, I, I recall it was it at least about- a couple of hours. Right, it was like a, it was a cool two hours, I think, solid, maybe a little bit above, but uh, yeah, we we definitely you know knocked it out. We let them know like we don't have all day in here, so the girls kind of you know they were on point. And they already had recorded and they knew like what they wanted to do better, and uh, we knew in what areas we were going to push them and have them say the lines in different ways. Yeah, so it definitely uh, I, I remember it went pretty smoothly, and then. You know, you remixed the track, you you sent us, um, I think, you know, we went back and forth a couple of times, like, because mm. we were trying to sync up on the length of the video and, you know, a couple of things like that. But the track yep. was done, the, the vocals were done, and it's like, now we're just chopping up a music video. And then you were kind of laying low until that, en- that ended up happening. But then the next thing, which is really cool, which Gavin, maybe you, um, you jump in and ask this question, but talk about how yeah. he ended up producing the music for ETM. Well, um, well. Well, I was going to say, it's like one of the things I love from the beginning were all the layers in the song. And I thought it was uh, interesting, like how you were able to bring those layers and that depth into uh, working with us for the podcast. So, um, yeah, how was that experience for you? Like, do you want to talk a little bit about being a part of the podcast and like creating all the music? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. All the intros and stuff and like actually using part of some of the intros and some of the music is actually from the song itself. Yeah, I mean, the podcast has been really fun because it was a, really, it was fun because it was an insight into how all the work that you guys did on this thing, which was a tremendous amount of work. I mean, that was really fun because I came at it like in the tail end of it and was just doing, doing the music sort of towards the end. But then to go back and, you know, work on the podcast and hear you guys and all the audio that you had and how you created everything and all the work that went into it. That was super interesting. But is, um, yeah, as far as music, that was super fun too. I love doing that kind of stuff, doing, um, little snippets of music that go in and out for like the podcast or like going underneath, um, narration or sort of writing, writing music with some kind of purpose. Like I'm really good with, uh, parameters or direction. Like that's why I like writing to, to picture if there's, you know, if I, if I'm seeing something or getting some emotional vibe, like an external stimulus, it's really easy for me. The hardest thing in the world for me is if you say, Hey, write me a three minute song. (laughs) Like that's, that's your only direction. Well, that's like, it's too open ended, you know, but like for the podcast, it was pretty cool. Like having a, 
you know, getting to know the vibe of, of you guys banter together and, and the interviewees and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was fun. I think I wrote maybe 10, 12, 14, um, little pieces of music for that and was able to pepper those in. Um, but really for me that, I mean, the fun part of the podcast was just listening to you guys and listen to your interviews and listen to, uh, the whole <laughs> process. I mean, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was really well done and really fun. Yeah. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, man. It, it's weird when you say you're on the tail end because you've been <laughs> like there throughout the whole post-production. It feels like you've been <laughs> here for, for forever. I guess so. <laughs> but like hearing you guys hear it, everything in the podcast that went on before it even got to me, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I feel like I have been doing this a while and I've really worked on the podcast a lot. But just listen, knowing what all went into it beforehand and stuff with the girls and the teachers and the schools and stuff, that was really interesting for me. Yeah. That's great to hear. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, appreciate it. We, um, when you came and when you sent us the thing, like when you, after the, the first episode that you sent back to us, um, so exciting because we just, you know, as everyone knows, like sound is kind of like, and color potentially, obviously with a podcast, like the engineering, the music, the composition is like the last part of the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it was really important that this had that. Like it was like Brent's coming in as his own entity in a sense and and taking in what the actual story is and writing to that sort of like emotion and through line Mm -hmm. and the theme i love like just the opening and closing theme it just got me when i first heard it i just got it just got me in a mood oh that's great you know such a game changer it's so it, it yeah it brings it all together Oh, good. It, it, it was like just when it's us, it's like, ooh, is this what is this? <laughs> yeah, and it was like I, I was like, man, when I heard the theme, I was like, yeah, this, like I'm getting ready for like something a little bit messy and difficult, but like it seems like there's gonna be a reward at the end. Oh, that's you know? great. Well, mission accomplished. That's exactly what I was yeah. going for. So, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we don't want to take too much more of your time. Um, is there anything else? I mean, I do have actually. Um, you know, when it comes to continuing to work together and discovering new artists and collaborations, uh, Brent, you know, you just you just did the sound design or the audio engineering, as you prefer it being called, for my short film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, which was, really enjoyed that. I appreciate you um, um, bringing me on board to do that. That kind of work is super fun, and it, and it, it turned awesome. out really nice. I like it. Appreciate it. That's so glad to hear that. And, you know, I thought of you like just first, I was like, I hope you, I hope he likes doing, you know, these side kind of things like that. And I hope he'll do it. And because it was that, I was like, I knew it needed that last story level. Like yeah. once it, once it was cut. And when I watched again, you know, when I watched it, when you first sent it back, you know, I, I cut the lights, I made sure <laughs> turn the sound up real loud. And I was like, all right, I'm, you know, as a filmmaker, you're so deep in the whole process. Like, you rarely get to enjoy your own creation. And that ele- that part of it is what I maybe most look forward to is getting the, you know, the sound design, the engineering, like everything's cleaned up and it's polished mm-hmm. in that last part of the story's there. And I'm experiencing it for the first time is like, that's really cool. Yes. That's really cool. And that's what I like. I like about sound too. I love doing that kind of thing and then sending it off and knowing that it makes such a big difference. It, it cause it, it, to me, it sounds weird, but when I do stuff like that, I mean, it changes the way it looks to me. And I know that's not necessarily true, but like I experience this a lot with sh- short form stuff. I mean, I do a lot of commercials and promos and 30 seconds, 60 second work, but 
after doing sound design and sound work, it just, everything looks different. It's like there's, it's more vibrant and that's obviously some crazy crap in my head, but, um, but yeah, I love doing sound for that reason. It really just sort of, you know, it's the finishing touch, but like you say, it's also good to to send your stuff off and get it, get a step away from it a little bit, get an outside perspective Mm -hmm. and then get it back to you and, and, and be able to re-experience it again. Sort of the same with like music mastering. You know, if you mix a song and you work on it for, you know, three weeks, you're just way too deep in it. And you got to send it off and have somebody right. else, you know, have a completely outside perspective and put their stamp on it and send it back. And Yeah, yeah. But anything else you want to add? Uh, now that I can think of, no. <laughs> cool. Well, we, you know, thanks for taking the time to talk to us and thanks for everything on this entire project. A bunch of people came together and um, a lot of them I never knew. Most of them I didn't know. And now, you know, there's like these ongoing relationships and uh, just showcasing how important it is for us to be collaborating here in Atlanta yeah, um, as creatives and Absolutely. that we're doing it. And so we appreciate it, man. Yeah, likewise. It's been super fun. I really appreciate it. It's It's been a lot of fun and it uh, continues to be. And um, yeah, yeah, really enjoying it. All right, man. Well, I um, hope everything's well on your side, and uh, we'll let you know when this drops. You'll, uh, well, you're going to be mixing it, so. <laughs> I'll hear it. I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Brent. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. Later, guys. Later. Man, Brent's so cool. Brent's the best. That was a good conversation. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we didn't have time to get into it, but the fact that he was able to help us with this, not really knowing, you know, it's a friend of a friend contact and he jumped in, but you said, you know, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, the fact that he's still in our lives now. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's worked on all these other, um, we've worked on all these other projects together and it's just, it's just awesome. How, how that like extension, that little bit of like giving of yourself can lead to like so much more. Yeah, that's super cool. Well said, Gavin. I'm glad. And you can hear in his voice that he just kind of, he was, he had some trepidation going into the process, you know, not only musically, but like, you know, with the genre of the music and then bringing the girls in the studio, like he was a little intimidated. And, you know, we felt that too when we first meet any of our students. So I like that about him is that he just jumped in and he was like, let's get it. You know, like, you didn't feel that. You didn't feel the, the fear yeah. or the intimidation from him. He was just like, let's get it. You know, like we out here, let's do it. Let's make some music. Let's record. There's nothing wrong with the fear. You got to face it. You got to face it. And um, just a true professional. And I'm just always it's a, just become a very like kind of reliable artist. I was uh, excited that he worked on the short. Excited to continue to work with them. I don't know if y'all watch like uh, Adult Swim. A lot of what you're hearing, that's him. Brent Busby, just dropping it. Yeah. But I appreciate y'all listening. Hope you enjoyed our convo with Brent. We out. One. Thank you for listening to Embrace the Mess. Reimagine ATL exists to equip the next generation of storytellers. We do this through exposure to different careers and spaces in the film and digital media industry, training students through workshops and special projects, and placement with internships and paid opportunities. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Find out more at reimagineatl.com.